With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for a live episode of Let's Ride, Tuesday night live on the Locker Room app, which is only for iOS users at the moment. It's a free app. You can just download the app, create a free account, costs you nothing. Follow me at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T. And I'd love to talk with you every Tuesday around 7.30. That might change, you know, with things like the NFL draft coming up and whatnot. But still, make sure you're following me so that you know every time that I go live. And as always, this is a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is a part of SB Nation and a part of Vox Media. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure that you're following us there. Not only so that you get my Monday, Wednesday, Friday Let's Ride podcast, but also... <clears throat> Excuse me. So that you get all of our afternoon content as well, as well as our other morning shows like Dave Schofield's Stat Geek on Thursday and our deputy editor, Mike, <clears throat> Michael Beck, uh, his live mic every Tuesday. We have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot to talk about. I want to get into some news first before. And, and my ride or die crew gave me some really, really good questions on Twitter today. And we're going to dive into all that. We have some people chiming in on locker room right now. I'm sure they want to talk. I want to talk about the NFL draft. I want to talk first though about Mike Tomlin. News broke early the Tuesday morning that Mike Tomlin gets a three year extension, folks. That's an extension that means that he was going into the final year of his current contract and they signed him for three more years. So do the math. He's going to be with Pittsburgh for a while. And there's a lot of people out there that have just a really negative sentiment about 
Mike Tomlin. And I get it. I get it. Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers do not define themselves by playoff appearances. They do not define themselves by division titles. They define themselves by Super Bowl championships, and they have not done that. They haven't even been to a Super Bowl since 2010, haven't won one since 2009, the 2008-2009 season. And so they won Super Bowl 43. They lost Super Bowl 45 to Green Bay. I get it. There's a lot of negativity around Mike Tomlin, but I always come back to this. He's kept them competitive through some really dire circumstances. Think 2019, where he almost got into the playoffs with Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph. Uh, Yes, he does have his issues. Then again, so does every coach. And I always will come back to this as well, and I'm going to leave it here. We're going to get to some callers here in a second. But my goodness, who else would you want? Like, who's out there that's better? Yeah, don't say don't say Bill Belichick, okay? Because he's not going anywhere. He's going to be in New England until he's done. Who's better? Who out there would you rather have coaching the Steelers? I'd love to know. So, if you're watching or listening live on Locker Room, put in a speaker request and let me know if you disagree with me. I think that it was a good move. Continuity is huge in the NFL. The players like Mike Tomlin. That's key. They want to play for him. So, hey, congratulations to Mike Tomlin on that new contract. Let's get our first caller in here, Ace. What's up, Ace? How's it going? What's up, buddy, man? How are you? I'm fine. You? Uh, what do you? What's on your mind? Let's talk. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I had to run up earlier uh, talking about this. Um, Today, like, I kind of got on people because I was like, man, I'm seeing all the, you know, on Twitter and Instagram, all that, about how they like Mike Tomlin. Oh, my God. Another, you know, four more years of Mike Tomlin. They acting like they got Adam Gates coaching him or something. They're like, oh, my God, four more years of Mike Tomlin. I can't stand it. I'm like, man, so I brought up stats. I'm like, bro, like, he have, what, like 142 wins? That's like the second or third most in, in the active coaches right now. And so, basically, he like, what, he like four wins behind what? He would be behind Chuck Noll, right? Yeah, I think you're right there. I think you're right. So, so he's about four to five wins behind him, right? And, obviously, he don't have to say Super Bowls, but it's like – it's like this too, bro. I mean, I feel like as a Steelers fan, if, if if you hate Mike Tomlin, if you hate it, I ain't gonna lie, you might be kind of spoiled, bro. Because I'm gonna be real, <laughs> I'm gonna be real. Like there is not many other coaches that's better than Mike Tomlin, in my opinion. Because like it's like man, like you know, like just like you had asked, like who else would you rather have? Because it's like um, it's like what you want the enemy guy. He's not proven. He's nah. not. He's not a hundred percent. It's not guaranteed that he come in and just oh the whole team is different. Everybody's better, but I mean, I mean Mike Tomlin been doing this for fourteen years as a head coach. So I mean, I mean my goodness, like it it's kind of crazy. Now, you're right. The one thing in, in Ace, I have no idea how old you are. If you were around for the Bill Cowher era, oh no no that was a tell. Bill Cow- I was at the tail end of that man. I'm I'm serious. okay. Yeah, that's fine. So what you need to understand is that Bill Cowher, who is beloved. In the Steelers fan base. I mean, oh, I because he's, go- he's going into the Hall of Fame. People love him. They wanted his head on a platter multiple yeah, times yeah. during his time yeah. in Pittsburgh. Whether it was, you know, he got to this AFC championship in his first year. Yeah. Uh, he got to the Super Bowl in 95. And then they went through some really tough times. He lost some really big games. AFC championship games at home. And he didn't get back to the big game until Super Bowl 40 when they won it in 2005. But everyone forgets that the Steelers fan base has been spoiled for a really long time. Seriously. And, 
And Chuck Knoll is to blame. And I, that sounds horrible, but he's to blame. He went four Super Bowls in six years. That's what and I'm all saying. Of a sudden, and all of a sudden, everyone expects that to be regular. Pete, let's also remember, this: the Patriots and the Steelers are the only teams that have six Super Bowls. That's out of over, what, 100 years of NFL football? I mean, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable the success that they've had as an organization, the success that Mike Tomlin has had as the head coach. I am, I'm going to say it again. He is not perfect, but no coach is perfect. It is a situation where... Who would be better? And I can't think of anyone. I love Mike Tomlin. I've always been a Mike Tomlin supporter. I've been that from day one. And there's a lot of people that are anti-Tomlin, and that's fine. They, they, they are entitled to their opinion, but I'm with you, Ace. I think that he is the right man for the job, especially as they're going to be transitioning away from Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's the guy you want steering that I ship. I said, too. I said, yeah. too. I was like, uh, like you know, you know, I did, I did know uh, things about uh, Bill Cowher. I did, I did learn about that, you know, from yeah. And the other folks and all that, uh, but it's like, like I was saying, like you have to be kind of on the spoiled mindset, especially if you were alive to see the the four Super Bowls in six years. Like, you have to be on a spoiled mindset, man. I feel bad for you because <laughs> you, for your last couple years, man, you are not seeing, you are not seeing that. Uh-huh. Man. I, You're I'm, right. I'm just gonna keep it real, like you know. But I, 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 I think Mike Tomlin will be good, you know, for whatever next quarterback or whoever we bring in, man. I agree. I agree, Ace. Thank you for jumping in. I appreciate it. Hopefully you stay on. If you want to talk in, just put in a speaker request. Anyone else that wants to speak, put in a speaker request. We can talk about Mike Tomlin, his extension. Obviously, that's a hot-button topic amongst the Steelers fan base. Let's bring in uh, Brendan. Uh, hold on. Just missed it. Here we go. Brendan. Oh, geez. Brendan, put it in again. I accidentally exited out. Put it <laughs> this is amateur hour. Brendan, put in a speaker request, request again. There we go. Let's get Brendan on. There we go, Brendan. What's up? What's going on, Jeff? All right, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. What's on your mind? Um, well, with Tomlin, um, I gotta say, uh, I also agree with uh, you and Ace. Um, there's really no one else that's better. Um, I mean, Tomlin is is a proven coach. The only thing that I would I would have to say about Tomlin is he he does get me mad a lot. I do cuss at the screen a lot because he has sometimes <laughs> sometimes poor clock management and like yep. crucial decision making can be. A little, a little spotty at times, and that 2017 season, I thought that was the most talented roster we ever had with Bell, Brown, A.B., Martavis Bryant, Juju in his rookie year, and we lost to Blake Bortles in the playoffs, and I'll never forget that, and that just hurt so much. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, well, 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 before, well, before you go on, let's, think, let's go back to 2017. Do you think that season is different if Ryan Shazier, Shazier doesn't get paralyzed on Monday Night Football in Cincinnati? I do. Possibly, yeah. Because they had to go to Sean Spence off the couch as your starting inside linebacker. And what did the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars do? They ran it right down the gut, right down their throats. They had no answer because Shazier would have been that guy. But, no, I agree with you. That was the, by far the most talented Steeler team that I've probably seen, and they didn't do anything. They didn't even win a playoff game. But go ahead, continue. No, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, I guess just bottom line is it's like as much as I sometimes will get mad at Tomlin – He's he's the best person for the job, and I secretly am in love with Tomlin. Like like he said, you're spoiled if you don't like Tomlin. We we have we've had success for so long, and it's it's just a matter of time. We're gonna have that one season where we're gonna get back, and they're gonna build it up, and you know we'll see what they do in the drafts. But I'm optimistic about it. Yeah, I think Tomlin is the is the right man for the job. Well, Brendan, thank you very much for uh, chiming in. I appreciate it. I think he's the right man for the job. I think that he is 
it's he's not everyone's favorite. He does have clock management issues. He's horrible at challenging uh, calls. He's he's definitely someone that you know is known for the monikers and the slogans. And I'll never forget. I think it was in two thousand and nine. You know, we're going to unleash hell, and they did everything but. I mean, so I think he's learned a little bit as he goes, but he's still a really really good coach. Let's get Logan on. Logan, what's up, Logan? How's it going? Doing good. How are you? I'm fine. What's on your mind? Um, do you think the extension of Tomlin correlates to free agency players coming in next year? Not coming in next year. Free agency players like Ben and Juju resigning with the Steelers in the future? Or do you think having a newer option would benefit that? That's a really good question. And, you know, it's something I haven't even thought about. Because there was a time, and I'll, I'll ask you about this, Logan, in a second where I thought that the Pittsburgh Steelers organization was like, it, it was a it was a locale that people, they wanted to go. Like a free agent, if they had an opportunity to go to Pittsburgh, they were going to go. And it's because of the culture, it's because of the success, and it was because of Mike Tomlin. And that kind of waned. But let me ask you this, Logan. Do you think that's still an attractive spot for free agents, whether it's Tomlin or not? Do you think people still look at the Steelers and say, man, I want to go to Pittsburgh? Um, I would say so because, I mean, when – Tom, when you signed today, you have players like Ebron and um, Hayden, who are free agents, um, making posts about it, how they think he's such a great coach. So I would say Tom wins a player's coach, and people want to play for him. Yeah, and I agree. And I, I think player's coach, you know, that label, player's coach, gets a bad rap, you know? I mean, if you're a coach in today's NFL, like you, can't, you cannot run things like Vince Lombardi did back in the 50s and the 60s. You can't run things like Mike Ditka did even. Heck, you probably couldn't even run things the way Chuck Knoll did in the 70s in Pittsburgh. The players are different. They, they, they're young men that grew up in the social media era, and they are very egotistical. And it's a different it's a different culture. It's a different job. I mean, you read books about the 70s Steelers. Those guys were out there selling cars in the offseason because they didn't make enough money to live off of their playing salaries. And it's just so different now. I think Mike Tomlin is the atypical coach still. And I feel like when people are looking at it, maybe they, they kind of got away with this um, in the past few years. But most of the time when you hear GMs and owners talk, they say, we want our Mike Tomlin. Like, let's get our Mike Tomlin or, or the John Harbaugh. Um, most people don't say, like, get us our Bill Belichick because he's, he's his own beast, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, I think that Mike Tomlin is a reason why. Maybe some players will stick it out. You want that continuity? I mean, Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger have won a lot of football games. And thank you, Logan, for chiming in. We appreciate it. Um, they've won a ton of football games together. And so if Ben's kind of teetering and he's still playing at a high level, the fact that his head coach is coming back, I think that's appealing. I think that's going to be having more inclined to stay. Now, Juju, he's so young, it kind of depends on the money. You know, It kind of depends on well, where's the money. Is, is, it, is it in Pittsburgh, or is it somewhere else? That we'll see. All right, let's get our next caller, Jeff Hartman. What's up, Jeff? How's it going? Hey, Jeff. It's Jeff Hartman, not Jeff Hartman, <laughs> but we're, uh, we've got very similar names here. Absolutely. What's on your mind? So uh, I just wanted to uh, pick on the legend in his own mind, Brian Anthony Davis, for his little draft last night. Um, so <laughs> I didn't I, watch. I didn't watch, so I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. Just say no. Uh, it's okay. Uh, so I was the one that gave Dave that question about the integration of the draft picks into the the starting lineup or whatever you want to call it. Great question, couple, by the way. Great question. Couple, yeah. 
All right, Jeff. I gotta, Jeff. I gotta bump you off real quick. Your your spotty reception there, man. Get in a good spot again. Put another speaker request in. I want to hear what you have to say for sure. I definitely want to hear what you have to say. Um, what he was talking about is that on the Steelers hangover on Monday night, they did their uh, their their annual mock draft leading up to the the up- upcoming NFL draft, and so that's probably what he was referring to. So, Jeff, once you get in a good spot, put another speaker request in. I'd love to talk to you and get your take on that. Uh, before we take a quick break in the middle of the show, I want to go to. Um, a couple mailbag questions from our Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. It's the same handle as on the locker room at, at J Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. And uh, here we go. On a scale from, this is from Brian Haynes. He's a Ride or Die crew member. On a scale of O'Donnell to Bradshaw, how confident are you in the quarterback room if Roethlisberger goes down for six games? Uh, from O'Donnell to Bradshaw, Brian, who's in the middle? Is it uh, Cordell? Is it Tommy Maddox? Where do you rank them? I would say that if O'Donnell's worse, then you would go uh, Cordell, then Tommy Maddox, then Bradshaw. I'd say I have Tommy Maddox confidence in the Steelers quarterback room if Ben Roethlisberger is lost for six games. That's my confidence level. Because I actually think Mason Rudolph can win him some games. We'll see what Dwayne Haskins can do. Joshua Dobbs has experience as well. All right, so we're at the midway point of the show. I'm going to take a break Uh, on the audio side. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. If you're listening live on Locker Room, don't go anywhere. Be back in a few seconds. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We're live on Locker Room. A lot of people want to talk, a lot of talk about Mike Tomlin and his extension. We haven't even dove, dove into the NFL draft yet, but we do have a couple callers waiting. Let's get Jeff back on. Hopefully we can hear him. Jeff, go ahead. All right, hopefully this works better now. Okay. So I, I was saying that they, they took an offensive tackle in their mock draft, and I Can I ask who they took? Who'd they take? Which tra- which tackle? They took Tevin Jenkins. They wanted the guy okay. with the me- with the mean streak. So Oklahoma State, get it? Yeah. So here here in here in my stomping grounds. Although we root for the other Oklahoma school here. <laughs> Got it. Uh, anyways, um, that sort of brings me brings me to my next point. I don't see room for an offensive tackle to start this year. So you'd essentially be drafting. 
someone that's going to sit on the bench or might play in case of injury. Look at Kevin Dodson from this past year. They didn't want to play him at the end of the season, even if he was a better option. So are they going to make the same mistake next year if they choose to draft an offensive tackle in round one? Well, I think the question, I'm going to answer your question with a question, and that is, do you think that Chooks for and or Zach Banner are entrenched starters coming into the season? I I am not a film guru or a stats breakdown guru. That's why I let Jeffrey Benedict and Dave Schofield put together awesome Vertex articles. Yes. Um, but my gut feeling is that they are the people that Tomlin wants to see in that starting lineup. He's told Zach Banner that, you, you know, you are my $50 million tackle. So I can't imagine him saying that one year and then finding a crush in the draft that he has to have to replace him. You're right in, in a lot of regards here. And I don't think that the Steelers would be wise to make a tackle. But if the, if the tackle is a player that, in in my mind, can improve any aspect of the team, even if it's in the run game. So let's say they do get Tevin Jenkins. And, and Tevin Jenkins is a player that does need some work. Some have said that he could even flex the guard if he had to. So you're talking about another depth piece there. Um, but on top of that, I think there would be a competition. I really do a tackle. And if they feel like he's better, if he's the, the tackle that's coming in in jumbo packages, if there's one thing he does well, it's he run blocks. He's a monster in the run blocking game. He is... He's like a grave digger. I mean, not to steal Javon Hargrave's nickname, but I mean, he buries guys. I mean, it's it's fun to watch if you watch the film, but still, I, I agree with you. I think there's certain positions that if they do take, it better be a player, in my opinion, and so if you lump Jenkins into this category, that's fine, that if they don't start near one, they're going to be your starter for the next decade. And I don't know if Jenkins is that type of tackle, to be honest with you. Anyone that they're saying, I don't know if his arms are long enough, his pass protection is kind of sloppy. You know, I don't know. I don't know. So you don't like Jenkins as the number one pick, I'm guessing. Or you don't like an offensive tackle, right? Yeah, I just don't think offensive tackle is the right pick there. Like I said, I know that they, they want to sort of turn over the line, um, but the, the fact of having two centers there that don't really have great outstanding reputations currently on the roster, I mean, I'd, I'd much rather take Creed Humphrey with the one and and have someone in and know that you can have an improvement there, even if it's only going to take four to six weeks to get him integrated into the offense. Creed Humphrey at 24 screams Terrell Edmonds to me, and that screams that we're going to draft a position, and we're going to take what we feel is the best player at that position. There's nothing wrong with that, but I feel like the whole offseason has been set up for the Steelers to be able to go best player available, and I just can't Imagine a scenario, and this I know you're an Oklahoma guy, so I don't want you to get angry, but I just feel like Creed Humphrey, they, he, there's no way, in my opinion, he's the best player available at 24. That's just my own personal opinion, though. Yeah, and I, I think you're totally right there, Jeff, that uh, definitely try to take the best player available. I just don't know if taking an offensive tackle's really the best choice so well let me let me ask you this before i let you go okay so let's say creed humphrey's there at 24 but zavin collins of tulsa is there too now zavin collins is he gonna start in year one or is he just gonna be a splashy guy that can flex on the outside when they need a break and can also play on the inside and sub packages what do you do in that scenario 
Oh man, that is a great question. Cause yeah, I saw the Zaven Collins right up back in January or whatever that was and thought, Hmm, that's a, that's a great player. I would love yes. to have, uh, you know, just lock down linebackers in the middle of the field. I, I, I still think you, you got to trust to fix that offensive line that it, Zaven Collins might be great, but if you're, again, if you're not getting the run game going because they can't run straight up the middle, um, yeah. or people are able to come straight up the middle at Ben, it's going to be a long season again. So I, I think offensive line does need to be a priority. Hey, thanks for your time, Jeff. No problem, Jeff. Thanks for chiming in. I appreciate it. And that's a tough question. Uh, me, I'm taking I'm taking uh, Zaven Collins. I am. Um, he's a dynamic player. I want as many dynamic, dynamic defenders as possible because I really do believe that this is a group uh, that could be even transcendent if they get a couple pieces, and I think he could be one of those pieces, Avon Collins. All right, let's get Eli. Eli's been waiting patiently. What's up, Eli? How are you? Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm great. What's on your mind? Okay, so I know that Vance McDonald retired, and now our tight end group is very slim. So I believe we have, like, Zach Gentry, and I'm not even sure who else. So do you either think, A, we should try to sign, like, a veteran free agent, like maybe, like, Tyler Eifert, or we should try to draft a tight end in reach, like Pat Frymuth or maybe Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame? Eli, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed with your question, first and foremost. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, to be honest with you, so their tight end group is very lackluster. You have Ebron, you have Gentry, who's proven absolutely nothing since he's come into the league for Michigan. They do have Kevin Rader on the team, and I believe they also have another tight end. that His name escapes me, um, but he's probably not going to make the team. We'll just put it that way. I don't need. I don't think they need to draft someone at tight end. Uh, you did bring up some names that I've, I've looked at. I'm not impressed with this tight end class at all. What I think the Steelers should do is you talked about Tyler Eifert. There's a couple other tight ends that are still available. Jesse James, former Steelers, another one. I think that if the Steelers are smart, they wait till after the draft, see how it plays out, see who's available, because after the draft is when no additions that you make impact the compensatory draft formula. So when that, in that regard, they can sign whoever they want as long as they can afford it. And I think someone like Eifert, someone like Jesse James, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I don't think they need to waste a draft pick. I do think that they're probably going to look for maybe an undrafted free agent tight end, a guy that's a blocker that maybe, and Eli, I have a feeling you're a little bit younger. You probably don't remember a guy named Matt Spath. He was played, he played alongside Heath Miller. Heath was the dynamic one, as dynamic as Heath Miller gets, not very dynamic, but still uh, Matt Spath was a guy that just stayed in and blocked. And that's what he was good at. They could use another guy like that, so when they run two tight end sets. But keep this in mind, Eli, and anyone else listening, Matt Canada doesn't like to uh, – he does not like to run two tight end sets, at least not in his time in college. So, Eli, you got anything else? Uh, yes, I have one more question. Sure, go for it. So, who is your favorite available prospect on defense? So, let's not say any of like the big-name players like uh, – um, Michael Parsons and uh, yeah. the corner from Alabama. Uh, do you uh, have Patrick like, Sertain? Yeah, Patrick Sertain. Do you have a favorite, maybe uh, linebacker out of like Zayvon Collins and any of those players? I the two that jump off the tape with me are both linebackers, Zayvon Collins and then JOK. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name from Notre Dame because they're just so dynamic, and it's 
and to me, it's tantalizing to see these players and what you think they could do on the inside of the Steelers' defense alongside Devin Bush. And it's really – I could see how a coach like Keith Butler, like Mike Tomlin, would be salivating watching these players thinking, if we could get them on our defense, think about the things we could do. Think about how we could cover tight ends. That's always been the Achilles heel for the Steelers' defense. You know, they can't cover a tight end. They could cover tight ends in so many different ways and not have to put a defensive back on them. It, the options are endless. And so those two players, which are very similar, although Zayvon Collins trumps JOK because I think that Zayvon Collins is more well-rounded. He's a larger player. He can take on blockers better. I feel like he would fit better on the inside, but they both are tremendous. They're both tremendous. So, Eli, thank you for the questions. I appreciate it, my man. Take it easy. Um, David Rose wants to talk. Let's get David on. What's up, David? Hey there, I'm an Eagles fan, but I saw your head in about like, you know, Steelers, NFL draft talk, and yes, sir. You know, who's going to be the best pick for the Steelers? I ultimately think that the best player available is going to be a player that falls to you. So every, every year, there's always like one or two pl- teams that take some, you know, crazy like leap where they have an evaluation on a player that is totally different than what all the mock drafts were predicting. Maybe yeah. they maybe they think that a defensive end, pro, you know, is promising or a defensive tackle, and all of a sudden they're drafting them, you know, in the top, like, 20 picks. And that's going to force, like, a, a you know, one of these, like, you know, traditional top 15 players to drop to where the Pitt, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be picking. And I ultimately think that's going to be the best player that they're going to have available. That you know you're right, and yeah, you know, sitting at 24 is not a prime position in the NFL draft. And a lot of people are talking about trading up, and I think that there's going to be. I agree with you. There's going to be a player or two that's going to fall, and it's going to be unexpected because let's be honest, with no NFL scouting combine, you know that that's these players. The only time they were seen publicly was on their home turf in their comfortable setting, and without a combine, who knows what these coaches saw that we don't we weren't privy to, and so. I look, I let the last time the Steelers had the 24th pick in the draft in the first round, a player named David DeCastro from Stanford was supposed to go around 10. He was considered a top 10, top 15 pick, slid all the way to 24, and the Steelers take him. And so it's a, a situation where or the Steelers landslide. Exactly. So unless the Steelers are going to be aggressive and try to trade up to get that one prospect that they really, really want, which they have done, they did it with Devin Bush, in 2018, when they went up 10 picks with Denver to get him out of Michigan, I just see them sitting back and saying, let's see how this thing plays out. And so, you know, a team like your Eagles could throw a wrench into their plans. I'm sure there's going to be some trades. There's going to be some activity. A lot of people, and I could see it, are expecting the the Patriots to trade up. And who are they taking? And how does that alter everything? Because let's say the Patriots trade up and they don't take a Justin Fields. They don't take Mac Jones. They take another prospect maybe like a Patrick Sertain or something like that. And then oh, everyone's like, wait a second, what's going on? And now it throws everything. That's what's great about the NFL draft. That's why I love it. Absolutely love it. So it's like the, the, hopefully the Eagles have a very straightforward draft. They have like plan A or plan B and then a contingency for an unexpected plan C. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it never works out that way, David. It never works out you that know, way. We, <laughs> we should either be taking one of those four receivers, one of the top cornerbacks, or if, like, the Giants or Dallas, like, is fortunate enough to lay in pits, for example, if he falls to them yeah. at, like, 10 or 11, then we would should probably take Micah Parsons to cover him. 
Like, yeah, yeah, you know, because he's going to be a dominant threat for a long time in that NFC East if he goes there. But David, thank you for the uh, stepping up and talking. I appreciate it. If anyone else wants to speak on locker room, go ahead and put in a speaker request. Had a great show so far. I've kind of ignored the Twitter mailbag. We're going to dive over into that right now. And if you still want to talk on locker room, put in a speaker request, and we'll get you on there. Um, the Dwayne Train, what a great Twitter handle. He says, "How would you feel if the Steelers stacked up an O line, stacked up on O line with the first two picks, pass on a running back, and sign Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley to be the day one starter?" Well, honestly, personally, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley. But if they were to get a veteran out there, I'm not going to be that crazy. I, I'm fine with them stacking up on O line, but they have to get a runner, even if it's. There are some talents still there in the third and fourth rounds as well. Lori, longtime listener of the program, is a ride or die crew member. She says, what do you think the Steelers will do about the tight end position? Kind of talked about this with Eli a little bit earlier. Are there any interesting prospects other than Pitts that they can potentially draft? I'm not, I, I'll say it again, I'm just not excited for this, uh, this tight end draft. I just think it's awful. And I haven't seen one this bad in a long time. Um, it, it's just, it, it's literally Pitts and then a bunch of other guys. So take that for what it's worth. Michael Becker, our deputy editor, says, what's one prospect you're avoiding at all costs? Um, there's a couple prospects. I'm going to say Jalen Mayfield, Tackwater, out of Michigan. There's just something about the guy. It's something about his look. I said this on other podcasts. He reminds me of Mike Adams from Ohio State. Those enough that are old enough to remember Mike Adams know what kind of bust he was in the second round out of Ohio State. I just I stay away from the guy. That's my thing. Jalen Mayfield, just stay away. Stay away. Jeremy Betts says, the closer the draft gets, the more one – uh, the more I like, I'm sorry, the more I like a grabbing a stud cornerback in round one available. Your thoughts? I, I wrote this on Twitter the other day. I, I could see this is a, I think this is a really good cornerback class. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's kind of mundane. I think there's going to be talent in the first three rounds. And if the Steelers get one, I think they're smart. I think they need to get one because you have to see the writing on the wall. And I had a couple people like, Jeff, you're crazy. I can't believe you would suggest that the Steelers need to get a cornerback. And the reason I say that is because Joe Hayden's not getting younger. Cam Sutton's on a two-year deal. Who else do you have? Justin Lane? No thanks. Not yet, anyways. Who? I mean, who? Okay, Pierre? Sure, but Pierre's not proven anything in the NFL. You need to restock the shelves a little bit. I guarantee, I'm not going to guarantee, but I would put a lot of money down that they're going to take a cornerback at some point in the draft. In round one, if the right player's there, I'm all for it. We have a speaker request from Howard. Let's get Howard on. What's up, Howard? Man, what's up, Jeff? How you doing today? All right, how are you? What's on your mind? Man, um, I, I'm a little, I'm concerned about the defense. I mean, last time I was on here, I spoke with a lot of them on the offense, but right now I'm just concerned on the secondary. Like you said, who are we going? If we take a corner, like what corner? Who would be the best available corner available? So, because the thing is, our weakest link is like we've always said. The secondary, basically the corners. We've always had trouble with corners, and we're basically. I'm just at this point. I'm worried on if we take a corner. When are we going to take a corner? And when are we going to focus on the secondary and on the defense in the draft? Or are we just going to try to poach some DBs from free agency? Well, if, if you're talking about which cornerback are you going to take, it depends on who's available and who's gone. So we all know that Sertain's going to go early. 
most people expect that J.C. Horn from South Carolina is going to go next. If he's available for some reason when the Steelers pick at 24, I would be 100% okay with them taking J.C. Horn with their first pick because I think he's good. He would then, if they pick him up, he could start on day one, but they could then move Cam Sutton around because we know he's flexible. But you have Asante Samuel Jr., who's who's in this draft, um, kid from Georgia who has blazing speed, 4-3-4 speed. Um, if you're looking for a Mike Hilton replacement, um, Elijah Molden from Washington is a guy that you could look at. It may be rounds two or three. If he's there in the third, I'm not sure if he'll be there in the third. He had a pretty good la- final season up in Washington for the Huskies. So there are cornerbacks available at almost each bend of this NFL draft, and I would be fine if they took any of those at any time because I don't think any of them are reaches. Now, if they took Asante Samuel Jr. in 24, I'd kind of scratch my head and say, I don't know if they needed to do that then. But at the same time, there's a lot of talent in this cornerback class. I think they could absolutely grab one in a multitude of times, and it would. Be, I think it would work out for the Steelers, absolutely. Yeah, that's really just it. It's just I'm always concerned about the secondary because we, our secondary has been basically our weakest link on our defense for about a yeah. good few years now. So especially – if we decide to take a corner in the first round, if we take a corner in the first round, we don't want to have an already burned situation where we don't, we don't want an already burned situation. So we don't know. If, basically it's not that we're not learning from our past mistakes. It's basically we're taking a chance if we take a corner. And like I said, it's, it's a pretty deep cornerback class this year. And that's just that's really just my concern at this point. All right, yeah, thanks, Howard. I appreciate it. Yeah, the cornerback group. I think they're going to take defenders early. People, I said this from the get go. I said I think that the Steelers are going to go defense. If you're thinking this is just going to be an offense, 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 offense draft, think again. They're going to add to the defense for sure, and cornerback is going to be one of those positions. Let's dive back into the Twitter mailbag here. Paul says, "What's your opinion on Kellen Mond? That's a quarterback from Texas A&M." Would you consider him as an option if he drops to the fourth round? Ride or die crew. Thank you, Paul. I don't think he's going to get to the fourth, by the way. I think they'd have to take him in the third. But out of those mid-round prospects, a lot of people are really high on Mond. I think him, Jamie Newman, Kyle Trask, if you're going to take a risk, I still think one of those guys is going to be a pretty decent player in the NFL. I'd probably take. I'd probably have Mond at the top of that list. So uh, if they decide to take a flyer on him, if he gets to the fourth, Hey, what the heck? Who cares? Uh, Zib says, it's been rumored that Atlanta, Carolina, and Miami may be willing to trade their first-round picks. Do you think this is a possibility that Steelers, the Steelers should consider getting involved in? I honestly think that if there's a team that is toying a pick, you better be so sold on that prospect that you're willing to sell the farm. Atlanta has, I think, what, the fourth pick? Carolina's at, like, eight. Miami has a, a – they've bounced around. I'm not even sure where they are at this point. It's got to be that home run pick. I felt that when they moved up 10 spots in 2018 to get Devin Bush, like, that's okay because they had that pick. They had that player they liked. They better make sure it's right. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Shaquille says, what round do you do the Steelers? Should they take a cornerback? I just said, you know, I think they could take it one, two, or three. Really, I, I really think, and there might be even some talent in the fourth. So I don't like them taking one in the fourth because I think all the talent, the main bulk of that talent is going to be in the early rounds, day one and day two. Rex says, could a case be made that replacing Mike Hilton is more important than finding replacements for James Conner and Big Al? He's talking about Alejandro Villanueva. Um, I think so. Hilton, 
they're going to be able to absorb his role in a multitude of ways, like with maybe Miles Killebrew, uh, maybe Marcus Allen, maybe with a cornerback that they draft in the mid rounds, whatever. I talked about Elijah Molden, who's a really good slot guy. He could be a guy that could come in and fill that. But in terms of James Conner, I do feel like you need to. You, is anyone going to be comfortable going into this season with Benny Snell Jr. and with um, Anthony McFarlane and Jalen Samuels as your running backs? I'm not. So while Big Al, I think, is going to be, if he goes elsewhere, maybe it's Baltimore because that's where he visited or he's visiting this week, um, I think that replacing James Conner is still very, very important. Let's go to uh, Andy. says, my 10-year-old son, Liam, is a huge fan of the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. He said, this is his question. If Juju leaves after the season as a free agent, will we re-sign James Washington? I think it depends on how how James Washington plays this season. How does he fit? I don't see Juju coming back if he plays well. And if James Washington is on the cheap, then maybe they think about signing him back. But James Washington's that guy that just doesn't seem to fit. I'm not sure what it is. He just... I don't know if it's – it's not the way that he plays. It's just in the offense. I want to see what Matt Canada has in store for him. I want to see if Matt Canada can somehow find a way to mix it up and to really, you know, get him involved more. I'm not sure how they're going to do that or if they're going to be able to do that because it's such a loaded room. And I'm sure they're, going to, they're probably going to draft a wide receiver as well. So take that and uh, keep that in your back pocket. This has been a great show. Great show on Locker Room. I appreciate everyone for chiming in. Remember, this show is a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure that's your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is also a part of our podcast platform. You can hear me on Let's Ride every Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern Time. Just go wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow. Do whatever you have to do so you don't miss anything, not just my shows, the other morning shows on Tuesday, Thursday, all of our weekend and afternoon content. As we always finish it out here, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. I'll see you on Friday talking about that draft. It's coming up. We'll see you. Go see you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.